0: City of Hope, named by U.S. News and World Report as one of the top cancer hospitals in the country for the 11th year, brings you City of Hope Radio.
1: Here's Melanie Cole. A woman confronting metastatic breast cancer faces challenges that at the outset seem really overwhelming. And these patients are especially vulnerable to anxiety and depression, while at the same time they're asked to make very complicated choices about their medical care. My guest today is Dr. James Weissman. He's a highly respected and well-known expert on breast cancer and clinical professor in the Department of Medical Oncology and Therapeutic Research at City of Hope. Welcome to the show, Dr. Weissman. So tell us, what is what does that mean when we hear the term metastatic breast cancer?
0: First of all, good morning. Uh, it means that the cancer has spread from the breast to another organ in the body. So early breast cancer is defined as cancer in the breast and the lymph node in the, under the armpit. But metastatic disease can be anywhere in the body. There are certain areas like the brain, liver, lung, and bone that are more likely to uh, be areas where it spreads, but it can literally spread anywhere.
1: Okay, so you hear the word spread and right away a woman freaks out. You know, when you hear that it's contained, then there's lumpectomies and treatments and things you can do, but when you hear that it spreads, right away that would cause a woman to sort of lose hope. But people are living with metastatic breast cancer, yes?
0: Well, absolutely, And, and I've been practicing for a couple of decades, and, and the, the, the changes we're seeing really makes us say that this is now considered a chronic disease, something like diabetes or uh, heart disease, where people live and live productive lives, and we have to keep treating them, but uh, the drugs we have and the treatment we have are not only extending life, but making people have lives of, that are completely livable.
1: So what kinds of treatments are available? I mean, right away people think of losing their hair and getting very sick from chemotherapy and all of that that's involved, especially if the cancer is systemic. So what what are the treatments that are involved and how are you getting women to live longer with this?
0: Well, the thing that, that has to be understood is that it's not one disease. It's it, it, actually breast cancer and other cancers are Uh, newly defined by molecular characteristics, by the biology of the tumor, and it can be different. And really, we look at three main different kinds of metastatic breast cancer. Uh, One, whether it's hormone sensitive and, and is responsive to things that block estrogen, for example, and that's usually pills or very uh, low low side effect related medications and patients live without hair loss, without the side effects of chemotherapy and do very well for a long time. And then there's a, a second kind of breast cancer where the a protein called the HER2NU uh, is on the cancer cell and we have incredible new therapies for that based on antibodies, and again, avoid a lot of the side effects of chemotherapy. And then the third kind of breast cancer metastatic disease is what we call triple negative, meaning it doesn't have any protein receptors that can be used to target the cancer cell. And for that, we do use chemotherapy, but often uh, low low side effect related, we use the terms toxicity, chemotherapy. So the old image of women, uh, you know, sick and ill and vomiting is much less the common experience.
1: If a woman has metastatic breast cancer, is there any way she knows? Would that be something that because her breast cancer initially was undetected? Is that why it becomes metastatic? Or is it something that that's where it was going to go anyway?
0: You know, that's that's a great question. And and we don't exactly know the reasons that, that women who have br- breast cancer uh, develop metastatic disease. We know it, it, it is related to how large the cancer is, how far it is spread initially into lymph nodes how aggressive it is as we see it under the microscope. And what I tell women, because they they have breast cancer, and they ask me, well, how do I know if I have metastatic disease? And the answer is, it's not an experience that you will have ever had in your life as a general rule. So people who have mild headaches and coughs and back aches and skin rashes, that is very rarely metastatic disease. So I do a lot of reassuring of women with breast cancer that they're adults and they go through life like the rest of us. And only if they have something really unexpected like uh, uh, shortness of breath and not able to, to get up and take a shower, then that's something they have to be concerned about.
1: So then what kinds of things do they look to, to deal with? This has got to be a very multidisciplinary approach, correct, Dr. Weissman? Because, because it's a chronic disease, because it affects other organs and such. What is that multidisciplinary, disciplinary approach to help these women go through something so scary?
0: Well, it's, it, it's a great question. And frankly, it's the main reason that I left uh, private practice to come to the City of Hope. Is that the team now really has been expanded to include immune-directed scientists, uh, uh, patient uh, doctors with expertise in removing t- tumors with robotic equipment, uh, using fine surgical approaches, and we do use surgery now for e- for. Resecting uh, areas of metastatic disease. Uh, scientists who are interested in uh, these concepts of targets, so you have to examine the tissue uh, with a molecular analysis, which can be very complex. So, yes, we need the multidisciplinary teams, and that includes um, nutritionists, uh, physical therapists. Uh, psychologists, uh, nutritionists, because uh, really it's a it's a situation where we want women to feel a sense of well-being as they're living with and I like that term living with metastatic disease.
1: And you use that term living with are there certain factors that will determine you know women say or anybody with cancer says how long do I have you know that's been around for so many years so is there is there a certain factor that determines that you can say yeah, you know, we're we're going to get you to live a nice long life?
0: Well, I mean, we we're concerned about if a vital organ is involved, uh, obviously things like the liver or brain or lung. Uh that's different than the skin or lymph node or bone. So, yes, we're more concerned when the when the metastasis is in those organs. Having said that, I have and my colleagues have many patients with disease in the liver or lung that years ago would have been a fatal illness. It no longer is the case and we can treat them with medications, and uh, not only extend their life but extend the quality of their life. And, and I actually keep a list of my, all my patients with metastatic disease so I know exactly how they're doing and for how long they've been dealing with this. And many of those patients are living uh, more than a decade. Uh, so things like using the average length of life is just simply not an operative is not a real, a real concept anymore.
1: So in just the last few minutes, Dr. Weissman, give us your best advice for women that might be newly diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer. And what's going on in the horizon? What's exciting in the research and why they should come to see you at City of Hope for their care? Because you sound to me like a caring and amazing doctors. So I think that give women kind of that little encouragement that I can hear from you so that they know that there is hope out there.
0: Well, first of all, it's a new day. So what women heard from their relatives and their friends from even three years ago is, is changed. All those different cancers have new targets. The, the concept of target means you know, you, you can identify something in the cancer cell that makes that cell vulnerable to treatment. So we, we just have more treatment, less side effects from that treatment. And and what happens at, at a place like the City of Hope is that the technology and the science is moving together so rapidly that you really have to stay current with what is going on by reading, by Listening to programs like yours, by uh, uh, being a participant in uh, educational settings. So, uh, to me, the key, the most important thing is to be involved and engaged in the in the future uh, of your life, and to see yourself with a future. And I think that is probably. The major change that we've seen over the last uh, several years—that women can see a future—that means working, that means traveling, that means being with their family—and the old model of this is uh, an end-of-life conversation is no longer operative, no longer the, the norm. Yes, uh, bad things can happen, but you know we don't look at patients like that not not when we have the options that we now have
1: thank you so much dr weisman for such great information you're listening to city of hope radio and for more information you can go to cityofhope.org that's cityofhope.org this is melanie cole thanks so much for listening